Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about John Wick. You mean the guy from the movies? No, the oh, RPG creator John Wick. I really Wick. like him. Yeah, probably a little bit more charismatic than John Wick, the RPG producer. That's oh. not nice. <laughs> well, well, okay, so who's John Wick? John Wick makes has made like a whole bunch of different RPGs. He's even made a couple board games and card games, but he really likes making RPGs. And a few years ago, he made a comment in a blog saying that, that D&D is not a role-playing game. Well, that's it. I guess the show's that's over. It. The show's <laughs> over. So, so why would he say that? You know, you're thinking about. I was thinking about. Well, you know, when I first heard that, I'm. You know, this is 2014. He wrote in his blog slash. Well, I think that's what it was. A blog. And at first, he was comparing chess, and saying chess was not an RPG. And then I'm like, well, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And he, what he was saying is that though you could role play in a chess game give the the pieces characteristics you know the queen and stuff like that and you could role play a chess game but most likely if you were to role play a chess game and give pieces motivations and stuff most likely you wouldn't be a very good chess player they would also kick you out of a chess tournament if you well, we're not talking about tournament, but, but I'm what just he was telling you right now but but the whole point was that you could role play in any situation you could role play in any game you know, uh, people have done that in board games. Like, let's say Lords of Waterdeep. We were playing Lords of Waterdeep, and we were playing our characters. You know, this or that lord, and it, you could do it. You know, you could do it in different games. People say you could role play Senator's Catan. But John Wick was saying, is okay, that, I'm just gonna disagree with you on that well, point. Okay, you can, but it's but you're wrong. <laughs> Whatever. But you could role play. You could role play games that are not meant to be role played. That's what he was saying. So to add fuel to that fire, he started this talk about Dungeons and Dragons. And specifically, he talked about from original Dungeons and Dragons all the way to fourth edition. Now, fifth edition, that just came out when he said this. So he goes, well, that's that's a different kettle of fish or whatever he said. I forget what exactly what he said, but he didn't include that in his statement. But basically what he said, and this was what he said was, is that you can play D&D successfully and never have to role play. And for him, that makes it not a role playing game. Okay. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> do, you, do you understand where he's coming from? I think that's kind of silly. D&D is a role-playing game. D&D may be based on miniature games and wargaming. Right. But it is a role-playing game. People do role-play in it. Yes, but he says that you could, you don't have to, and, and you can still be successful so in playing So are you agreeing with him? Because you seem like you are. <laughs> well, well, the thing is... okay. So You've been role-playing D&D your whole life, and you're... Now you're going to abandon your game. <laughs> well, what's funny is that if you looked at the comments that were left, you know, after he wrote that, and then, you know, remember this was like five years ago, so there was you know a lot of people were saying, yeah, I understand what you're saying, and you know, and these are people who are trying to like, just like me, gonna, gonna go. Well, I kind of understand what you're saying, and the problem is the definitions, right? Well, how, what do you define as a role playing game? So here's not exactly verbatim, but this is what he says. Says a game where players are rewarded. This actually is a quote, so I changed my mind. A game where players are rewarded for making choices that are consistent with the characters. Take two. This is a quote. A game where players are rewarded for making choices that are consistent with the character's motivation or further the plot of the story. Okay, then I'm going to go with D&D is a role-playing game. Okay, so what he's saying... Whether or not they're actually role-playing, because... The decisions you make for your character, usually, if you're playing a, a fighter or something, then that would make perfect sense. Whatever you do in that role is going to 
further your character along and the game and you're playing your role. Okay. I know what he's saying, that they're not actually role playing. They are R-O-L-E playing. Yeah. But I still think that that's not correct. His idea of a role playing game is that you're telling the story together, right? That's the whole point. That's the whole point of role playing, according to him. And so so by that definition, if if you can uh, play role playing games like, let's say, a dungeon and a D&D and you're, you know, kicking down doors, opening doors, and killing monsters, taking their stuff, going up levels. You know, there's no story being told. It's just more or less a miniature Yes, there is. There's a story being told. (laughs) The story is that the people at my table are having fun kicking down doors, killing monsters, and taking their stuff. And during that time, you can see that they're having fun. They are actually role-playing because they're doing my, even if they say my character does this, or even like Red Fighter, Red Fighter does this, and... He tells you what he's going to do as he goes storming through the door. You can picture it in your mind. So I'm going to disagree with you and say that it is a story. You're not disagreeing with me. You're disagreeing with John Wick. (laughs) So, you know, and I understand what he's trying to say and and that people can play without role playing. And because of that, that's why he's kicking it out of the role playing game. He says basically you're playing a board game that you're up. That you could role play with. Well, you know, I again, I, I understand what he's trying to say, but it doesn't mean I agree with him. So the whole idea of this is, and then there's other things that he doesn't like, right? If he if he looks at a game and there's charts, you know, and and oh, and, then he wouldn't like. Um, <laughs> what's that game? Space opera. Space opera. Oh my god, yeah, space opera. Is death. Traveler. Well, you know, it would eliminate. I would say if you look at most. 90% of every role-playing, 90% of all role-playing games' existence, he could easily eliminate that by by his statement. Those are not role-playing games, right? I mean, because, like, there's tons of charts everywhere, you know, in a lot of games for different reasons. But, you know, he dislikes weapon charts. You know, he says, you know, that, that they get in the way of telling the story. He talks about how if you are really worried about game balance, if you're worried about rates of fire and, and weapon speed and armor class and the blade of armor points that you're losing and stuff like that, that that has nothing to do with telling the story, and so it's not an RPG. And so he his idea is get rid of all that stuff. You know the rules are getting in the way, man. Just you know you gotta get rid of that stuff, dude. Because like you know it's getting in the way of telling the story. I'm just thinking about all the really <laughs> crunchy games that I've played in, where we've literally had to stop the game so people can figure out right. what they're rolling. Space opera. Space opera. <laughs> but in that game that I played at the convention with Felipe and the guys, even the kids were in it. No, maybe the kids weren't in it. But even though the game stopped for that, there was a great story being told. You just, it's like, it's like you pause the story and you step outside and you ask questions about, you know, which one do I have to roll? Is it high or low? I don't understand, you know, this. And then you do the rolling part and then the story continues because you say what happens, right? Right. But then there's also this great aspect to really crunchy games, like especially there. Then you roll to see where you hit the person and what damage it does. Right. So it adds a whole different aspect to to the game. So the story is being told because we were trying to stop um, a bomb from going off in right. an engine, I right? I remember something like that. So it was this exciting story going on as us running there to do it. And then we would stop periodically to roll our dice and figure out where we hit or what we did right right but it wasn't that i remember the game i remember the story 
Yeah. And I remember the charts being hilarious because it took a little bit of extra time to figure game. it out, yeah. right? Yeah. The way he talks, it's like, well, do we need dice? You know, do we need character sheets? You know, and some people have proposed those kind of games and, you know, all you need is... But then, you know, is it is it a game? Well, people play werewolf, you know, when you sit around and, and you have yeah, a Yeah, but they have character sheets. And they have do dice. they have character sheets? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's LARPing, right? Maybe maybe LARPing is the perfect RPG. The ones that for I see at the convention, though, where they're sitting in a circle. That's werewolf, yeah. Oh, werewolf. I just said that. I thought werewolf the RPG. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Yeah, I never thought about that. Is that. But is that in a role-playing game? I don't know. It's like a different kind so. of game. It's kind of, I don't know. Is charades a role-playing game? What is interesting is, let's say, uh, the one that kids like where you have to, you could lie. Oh. Um, the Resistance. The Resistance, yes. Is that a role-playing game? No. <laughs> you say that was That's a figuring out if your uncle's lying game. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I mean, I the, ultimately is the definition, right? You know, when you when you talk about any subject, whether it's politics, science, or whatever, the person who gets to define the terms, the terms is the words. Then, okay, thank you for that. Well, I don't want people to think that I'm talking about math terms, you know, that, that terminology. But the person who defined the terms has a lot of power into what direction the conversation's going. So this is what he's done, right? He's defined it RPG, a role playing game by this certain definition that he came up with. And ultimately what what we or a lot of people might say is they don't agree with that definition. By his definition, yes, not even five to 99% of the published RPGs out there are not role-playing games. But th that's his definition, and that's not necessarily something that we all have, that we could all agree with. Is, is it what he says it is? Uh, no, I don't think so. But I understand that he wants to tell a story, and if that's all he wants to tell, I'm not sure storytelling is an RPG. I mean, people have been telling stories for, for ages. Is that a role-playing game? Uh, probably not. But, you know, he's talking about, you know, he also mentions in his definition about you know, playing a role and telling a story. So I guess something like Fiasco is a maybe a more of a, a a better RPG for him, where you inhabit a role and you have you know uh, that controls what what your motivation that controls what your actions are because of the different motivations your character has. And then all you do is talk to each other and dice are. I don't know if there's any dice in, in Fiasco, but you do understand what I'm saying. Basically, a bunch of people standing around. Inhabiting or inhabiting, <laughs> <laughs> but up being in character, talking to each other and telling the story. Okay, but I don't know if that's. A, I don't know if I could define that as a role playing game. I think you could. I would. Call, I would say, LARPs do that. Yeah, or, but then to to him, would LARP be a perfect role playing game? Probably not. I don't know. I think it would by his definition. It fits because people are. And they advance, you know, yeah, exactly. So he doesn't like the idea of, of role-playing games being like, I go and kill a monster, take their stuff, and I do that to advance a level. So. And I do remember playing D&D &D that way. I remember playing like, oh, man. you know. But you were what, a teenager? I was, yeah, a young teenager. Yeah, that. Pathfinder, all, all role-playing games are like that for, yes. like, for teenagers. Well, for, or for even teenagers. some adults, you know, yeah. like. It's <laughs> well, a lot of adults, too. So there was one guy, you know, because he's also making statements like that to shock you. He, I'm sure, you know, he's probably very good at marketing or whatever. You know, he has over 20 role-playing games. He's pretty successful. You know, he's the one. That Do all of his role-playing games meet his definition? <laughs> that, you know, I got to wonder, you know, because I, I don't think so. But maybe that's a, well, I don't know. 
Well, and then we've talked about it before. Role playing is more than just is more than just the get the role playing game that you're playing, right? It's you getting together with your friends or people of like mind that want to sit down. If they oh, want to yeah. put out a mat and they want to get out figures and they want to eat their munchies while they're while they're <laughs> role playing with their dice and their pencils and their paper and looking up stuff and I I don't see how you could say that's not a role playing game. I say I think that's a it's a, a cultural it's it's a cultural thing for that game, right? So D&D there's the the tropes about it that I've heard my whole life, you know. These are guys that are going to their mother's basement, sitting oh, down. That, that, those trolls. They're they're playing this game. They just talk to each other. They don't do anything. They're talking character, maybe. They, yeah, sometimes they dress up. They dress up. So I think that all of that stuff is it's a social it's a social game. Dungeons yes. and Dragons, of course. All RPGs are social games. Yeah. Because yeah, and we've talk even to talked about this. There's a social <laughs> contract <laughs> with the social games that you're going to sit down, and I think the the main part of the social contract is that you're going to agree to have fun at this game that you're playing. Right. So it is a role playing game. You take on the role of whatever character you're playing and whether you stay in character or not is a totally different thing. Or how you role play, right? There's different people are comfortable with different, different ways of role playing or different, I don't know, stages, but different uh, gradations of role playing. Some people don't like talking in character. They don't, they'll say, Oh, my character is going to do this. My character is going to do that. They don't say, or some people say, oh, you know, they'll refer to the character by their name. Or in the third, per- yeah, or the third, in the third person. person. Or they'll say, oh, okay, I'm going to go over there and then I'm going to tell him, you know, I'm going to tell that guy, you know, and then there's even within that, there's that, I'm going to tell that guy that he's wrong. Instead of doing that, he goes, oh, you're, you're wrong for, you know, and then they talk in character. So there's different levels of people that role play or different levels. Well, different ways that people can role play, which has more to do with people's comfort level, yes, versus the whether it's a role playing game or not, right? Right. So, what are some of the games that John Wick? Every time I say yeah, that so name, think I think Keanu of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> um, well, you know what's funny is I, you know, because of freaking Keanu Reeves, right? I had this idea that what I pictured John Wick, the RPG. More or less like like uh, Keanu, but he doesn't look anything like Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like and I'm sure he's nothing like the John Wick. He's like this, you know, hairy. He looks like a hairy gamer, right? He has a big beard, wild hair, kind of long, white dude. You know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know. But it's, and now uh, that you've described ninety percent of the gamers, <laughs> so let's see. I think he's created. Uh, well, recently he, I think he kickstarted. The new Lord Legend of the Five Rings. You know, I really should look that up. Hold on a second. Okay, so John Wick has created uh, Legend of the Five Rings. You Legend of the Five Rings, uh, Seven Seas, and a few other ones. But those are those big ones that he's really made. You know, those those two are the the ones that made a lot of awards. Or and then he just recently kickstarted uh, and well, just like last year, within the last few years, he kickstarted Seven Seas Second Edition. And and I think he might. I don't know if he had anything to do with. You can look it up and write the, it out right. in your notes. In my notes. So he's made quite a few successful games, which you know gives him a little bit of like pull in the, the RPG community. I I think that what he means by his definition is kind of like what Felipe says about role playing games, right? Right. That you really want to be in character. You're always looking for a game where you have that thrill of everybody 
played in character and people and everything went right. Yes. And it was like the perfect game. We've talked about chasing the perfect game before. Ah, uh, yes. There's never going to be that particular perfect game, but it is an ideal that people do shoot for. I've heard lots of GMs talk about that, the idea that they enjoy the role-playing aspect of it more than the rules aspect of oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's kind of what he means, what he's talking about when he says D&D is not a role-playing game. He said he's in my in what I'm what I'm thinking that he that he's saying yeah. and what you've told me, I think that he's probably looking at it as it's more of a to have a real role playing the perfect game kind of experience. You need to put the paper away, the dice away, the pencils away and just have a theater of the mind game. Right. Yeah. And just basically a shared storytelling. Right. The only problem I have with that definition <laughs> yes. is that that means that you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> right? Like I've played in games where I was told that this person is a is an excellent role player. Okay. And and I discovered that they were just like all the other people that I played with. Yeah. Or yeah. I've been at conventions and you know, some people are over the top. The most over the top person I met was I wasn't even playing a role playing game and I was playing Settlers of Catan and his name was War. War. And we became fast friends because because <laughs> <War. laughs> well, his name is War. I mean, come on. We became fast friends because the people we were playing with wouldn't trade with us. <laughs> they were a husband and wife, yeah, right? I remember that one. And so we became <coughs> quite fast friends. And he was role playing during the game, as in he was just being over the top. He reminded me of Mike, you know, very gregarious and charming. And when he realized that. We weren't going to get any goods unless we trade with, traded with each other. We started doing that, right? But that has nothing to do with... That has to do with a game that you're going to remember because the person did a certain things, right? It's yeah, like the yeah. stories that you guys tell about your campaigns from when Mike was a... I guess he was a thief when he would pass out the gold to all of the kids at the table. Well, he, you know, he was a druid. And he would, you know, say one for you, two for me, one yes. for you, two for me. And nobody would even think anything well, of it. Like, well, he was a little bit sneaker than that. He would go one for you, one for me, and then go to the next person and go one for you, one for me. So for every character, he'd get a coin, but they each get only one. So like if there was five characters, he'd get five coins to every other character would get one. So that was role playing. <laughs> Or cheating, or lying, or being a thief, or what's whatever. So, what's so sad is like, like he did this with little kids, right? So he was like, you know, he wasn't that we weren't that much older, but we were teenagers, right? We were like fifteen or sixteen, and you know, the kids that were playing were like eleven and ten. And he would never do that today. I don't know if he would. He would or want not. it to be very equitable if he was playing with children. <laughs> well, if he was playing with his daughters, probably, and they're not as. Although his daughters are pretty, yeah, pretty good pretty, at yeah, detecting yes. things, so he might try that with them and see what work. happens. I don't think it would I don't work. Think it would I, work. I don't know how, how he, I literally, <laughs> I just don't know how he got away with it. Well, if you were sitting there, you should have said something. I was just astonished that I'm like, and then I tried to tell the kids, but they were, they were, he was, he had them under a spell. He really did. They were enamored with him because he's like, he's like, because uh, I thought, hey, he's ripping you off, you know, and, and they're like, no, he would never do that. He's taking care of us. I'm like, oh, my God, it's terrible, <laughs> terrible. So that's that that is a way that is something that I think he's talking about the the role playing part. Right. Of- and, he, and, and that's what his, and that's what he says, is that he thinks his main goal of role playing is to tell a story. 
and storytelling. That's a good goal. That's a good goal. But that's not necessarily what's going to happen even in a role-playing game that's supposed to be all about t- storytelling. You know, and I like, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, role-playing <clears> games, <throat> I don't know, I like some really crunchy role-playing games. You know, I, I really like, I like the idea of just all these different types of games that, that seem crunchier than they, than what is now considered okay. You know, like Twilight 2000, right? Shadowrun. Shadowrun, exactly. Shadowrun is And Shadowrun, the game that we played, these people got into it so much that it was a lot of role playing in the game, right? Yes. Because <clears throat> even though it's very crunchy, there were these these ideas about where your character comes from, right? And what their what their motivations, what happened to them and all these different yes. things. Yes, yes. And and the group that we play with, they really get into that kind of thing, you know. Although Kathy didn't realize she was a <laughs> Was she an orc? She, she, she thought, thought she, she was, was a, a troll, troll, but she was really an orc. orc yeah. But that had to do with people, her sons helping her make the character. Well, it was funny. <coughs> it was, I, think, I don't know if we talked about this before, but that's extremely funny because like everybody would like, they would go, how tall are you? And she'd go, oh, I'm seven, eight or whatever, right? And they're like, man, that's pretty small for a troll. The trolls are <laughs> supposed to be like 10 feet tall, right? <coughs> so she kept telling, and then finally she looked at her character sheet and she goes, oh, I'm an orc. And everybody goes, oh, no wonder you're so short. This was like the fifth game or something, <laughs> at right? Least, at least the fifth game. So I understand that John Wick likes storytelling. And for him, that's what RPGs are supposed to do. But I don't know if I agree with him. I don't know if I want to sit around with a piece of paper with three things, three words on it, and role play that. And have this shared storytelling where, where people are just throwing things out on each other. You know, I understand that kind of, I understand that kind that draw, that kind of intimacy and role playing. I mean, if I want to use that term, but that, that really, you know, what is it? That when you do things spontaneous, spontaneous, uh, spontaneously. Yes. And coming things with the top of your head. What do you call that? Coming up with things off the top of your head. That's yeah. what I call it. Improvisation. There you go. There it is. But I don't know if I want to play in that kind of game. I mean, I understand people might like find that interesting. But, you know, one of the criticisms of his definition by somebody who made a comment was, you know, it's like you're playing make-believe. That's what you want. And, you know, and and that, that runs into problems, right? You know, that's why we have rules. That's why that's why role-playing game establishes rules. Because I remember, I remember Mike, you know, our friend Mike, he years ago, he goes, he goes, what I like about role-playing games is that it's it's like the old days when you played, uh, you know, Cowboys and Indians or whatever you want to call it, whatever, whichever one version of that you want to play. But, you know, where, where you would get into, do we, well, the game would break apart because, oh, I shot you. And he goes, no, I shot you first. No, I shot you first. So so you get into that endless cycle. cycle and then the game, break, game breaks apart because there's no way to decide who shot first, who's dead. But rules and dice come up with that, you know, solve that problem. Help you to understand who shot first. Or, you know, yeah. At least you can draw it out on the map and put out your figures, and it's a lot of fun to do that. (laughs) I think that you're talking about the storytelling aspect, and we've talked to Bay about this, our our friend about the GM-less games, which I haven't played in yet. Yes, Bay, Bay, she definitely wants to play with you in GM-less games. You're such a dork. (laughs) But the idea, he was telling me about it, about how there's certain things that you can do the person is telling the story as you're going, right? But you can stop it and you can change it, right? Right. There's even rules. Yeah, there, even in the GM list games, there's rules to what you can and can't do. 
and I was my only problem with a with a story like that or a game like that and I haven't played in one yet so I'm not I'm not 100% sure how it works but I have a hard time I would have a hard time trusting the people I was sitting around with because I don't know what's in their head and what their plans are here whether where they're going to take this right so that would be a little bit that's a little bit out of my comfort zone that's a lot of trust yeah that's what it is I, I have a hard, I, I mean, if I don't know the people, then I probably wouldn't want to play that kind of game with them because I don't know what's in their mind's eye of where they want, where they're taking this. Now, if I was playing with my son and his friends and they're telling, they're making up a story as you go, I would know it's going to be totally over the top and insane, right? Because right. they're going to talk about all the money they get and, <laughs> and all the things they kill and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, but I agree. If I'm sitting around with a bunch of adults that, that I don't know or that I don't know very well and they want to talk about they want to do a a, a GM-less game I want to know what the rules are specifically and I don't know how comfortable I would be with just storytelling yeah well you know those games specifically usually they have some sort of boundaries right? they have some sort of they have some sort of rough idea or sketch as to what the situation is and and that's what it is, and then so there's rules as far you know even if it's GMless there is rules and they, there's parameters I guess is what you would call it not necessarily rules you know there's fences right this is what we're gonna talk about this is what's gonna what what this story's about and then I guess it just says go on the on the rules right <laughs> so I don't I don't know how 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 much fun I would have maybe if I did it a couple of times I might right understand it and have yeah. a lot of fun but. To me, that would be a lot more stressful than sitting down at a D and D table where I know what's going to happen. Right. I don't know what the where the story is going to go, but I know what the the socialness of it is. And not only D and D, any game, right? Any. Is somebody's going to if you're if it's at your house, you put out food. If it's at somebody else's house, you ask them if you can bring food. You sit down. People bring whatever they're going to eat and drink. They chit chat for a while. They break out their dice. And you start the game and, you know, it's going to be a, you know, there's that anticipation of, you know, what's going to happen. And it is part of the role playing experience for me. Yes. So I can understand where he's coming from in a way. But you just don't agree. It's not, but I, I don't think that it's necessarily as important as he's making it out to be. Well, you know, what's funny is I don't know. I don't think he's ever made a role playing. I mean, a LARP game, which will you, which you would think. Or, or a GMless GMless game, maybe he has, but not that I remember. Or you know, maybe within the past five years, maybe he has, but you know, nothing that that has really stood out or has you know grabbed my attention at least. But you know, I, there's a ton of games out there that I have no idea about. So even though I'm pretty much, you know, I try to stay on top there's of a games lot of things. that you don't have in this house. <laughs> I'm shocked. No, I mean, there's a ton of games I don't own. Thank God. And but. Uh, but you know, but I you know I try to stay abreast as of of all new games that come out. If I should, <laughs> I should use that word. <laughs> you cracked me up. Oh my god. Anyway, you know what's funny is that this guy goes. There's one comment that goes. I don't know who you are. You know, <laughs> he's obviously very upset, right? And he goes, "I've been playing for D and D for 25 years. I'm only I'm, I'm making up the voice because I have no idea." But he was obviously very upset. He goes, "You're just a pompous ass." And a couple of other words, a couple few other words that I can't say on this podcast. So he attacked him. He goes, "You don't know what you're talking. About. I don't know you. Who are you to say that I can't? I haven't been playing role playing. I think that. I mean, 
I so, think that's a that's a that's the reaction that, that he was you're going to get, right? And that's what he was looking for. He was, you know, people who make outrageous statements, especially you know, in, in all walks of life, whether it's role playing games, politically, historically, whatever, TV, you know, actors, whatever. They take they do things to shock people, and you know what happens? You know, I'm still talking about this this comment, you know, four years, five years later, and people, you know, I've I heard it mentioned on a couple of the podcasts. People are still talking about what this idea that D&D is not a role-playing game it's kind of like that you know it's like throwing a big boulder into a pond right you know you just you're there to make waves and that's what he did and people talk about him for a while and then ignore him if you don't like him but uh but yeah you know and that's what I, that's how I took it I go you know that and then he takes on D&D right which is like the oldest role-playing game probably the biggest uh has the, probably the most players of anything any other role-playing game role-playing game than than any other role-playing game out there you know whether you talk about online or players i mean fifth edition is booming you know uh for a long time uh, pathfinder was doing really good when in competition with fourth edition and well now was, they came out with this with pathfinder oh, second edition right. so just came out second edition. and so pathfinder was kicking D&D's ass and so and so th- he does mention I think that specifically has to do with fourth edition well, though <laughs> well that's what he did he, John Wick that you know he does have some insights that I agree with things for example he said that that fourth edition specifically fourth edition was a role-playing game that was inspired by video game players right and so he said you know before D&D was inspiring role-playing was was, was inspiring computer games and he goes and then you get this i this absurd idea that that you're gonna uh get more gamers by making a a role-playing game a pen and paper role-playing game inspired by video games so he said that's why uh, i think i think he might have mentioned that's why fourth edition didn't do too well because it really upset a lot of people in the way that it went about things what dnd what he thinks dnd is is a board game it became a board game you know how do you move you know you know this and that though again fifth edition is a little different he says and and he was going to talk about that in another blog post but i didn't read about that one john wick he says things that uh that make people upset and get people talking to him and that's a good thing you know i think that's a good thing for people to put out things that might sound absurd but if you know if you look at it you know a lot of it has to do with this terminology and, and his definition I don't necessarily agree with his definition of, of a role-playing game. He's sort of in the right ballpark, but you know, some people, you know, for Dean, for them, role-playing games is more than just sh- storytelling. It's it's everything else that's in that's involved. And like Jolene says, it's a social gathering kind of thing. You know, friends getting together. You know, breaking bread together and sharing wine kind of thing. So you know, it's it's a different things to different people. And I don't think for a lot of people. Sitting around a circle with a talking stick, telling the telling stories is probably not a role playing game for them. That's called a therapy session, Saul. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not get into that therapy session stuff. So the article's still out there. You can look it up. John Wick presents, is, is a, I think, is his name of his of his uh, blog or whatever. Check at, it out. At least it gives you something to think about. Yeah, it gives you something to think about. So this is gaming perspectives with, with Saul, Saul. <laughs> Angeline. <laughs> have a good day. And you have a good day.